0: loud enough so you'll hear, so you don't have to guess. But I was sharing with Pastor during that performance, for lack of a better word, there is a a part of what we do in music, in singing, in instrumentation, that's performance. And for you to perform it like you believe in it, and like you enjoy it, whether it's Larry Carter playing his guitar Uh or these ladies performing this signage, you make it far more presentable and far more enjoyable when you perform it properly than if it's just pitched out there like... Well, you know, one of the first episodes of the Bible was a man that bruised fruit was good enough for God as far as he was concerned. I'll just pick it up off the ground, whatever happens. Boy, I haven't preached that one in a long time. you got to be careful that your worship never becomes merely bruised fruit. I want what I give God to be the very best I have. The very most appropriate that I've received, praise God. Anything less disrespects who you present it to. And that was so aptly and wonderfully performed, ladies. Yeah, I appreciate that. In place. fact, a few weeks ago, we had a whole entourage yeah, awesome. of young people on the platform doing uh, a song by signage, and it was wonderful. Yes. The difference between what I see in you and what I've seen in other places, yeah. first of all, is my bias, sure. my prejudice. I think you're great. I think this is just a wonderful group of young men and young women, as fine as any place. But beyond that, in the acts, I don't know signs, Lord. All I know is that used to mean okay. And they tell me that's even changed. But, uh, I, you know, I don't know signs, but I do know expressions. And what we get from our group when they get up to sign right. is not merely the performance of the alphabetic context right. of what they're saying, right. but there's expression, there's emotion, Amen. there's performance. Amen. And for everyone that's gone into making that happen, moms and relatives Amen. and hardship. These young ladies learned signage that we're doing it this morning out of the necessity of having a loved one just removed, just deceased, that that was his form of communication. Uh I asked Brother Anthony, Do you think their uncle has run into my Uncle Davis yet? Wherever they are. I said, If they are, they're making signs at one another right now. Like you've never seen before Praise God We don't have all that figured out folks In case you're wondering We can talk about heaven And we can talk about golden streets And we can talk about angels flying And we can talk about the other place With charcoal popping and embers glowing But I got news for you We ain't got a heaven to give anybody And we don't have a hell to damn anyone's soul to so the best thing we could do in this room is say, It's Sunday, praise God, hallelujah. I'm going to get ready to meet the Lord. And until He comes, I just want to preach Jesus and Him crucified. Anybody here because you love the one I want to preach about this morning? Praise God. Hallelujah. The The uh, beautiful and lovely step family. My stepchildren, if I'm the bishop and the grandfather of this church, if I am, then you're my step, and that's spelled with two Ps and not one. My stepchildren, and uh, my heart is for you and with you, and my love reaches out to you. Uh, I didn't lose nearly as much. I didn't have nearly as long invested and it was not the amount. But I do know what it's like to stand with my young wife over the hovel of ashes between Christmas and New Year's when everything you have is gone and you're Only child, a little fella, said, But Daddy, my drums was in there. And, you know, I know that's how your family feels. For you, it's not a toy set of drums for a five-year-old. But it's some special moment, some special memory, some special happening. And I don't understand that either. But I'm here to tell you, if I know anything about God, this is just an opportunity that God puts us in to trust Him. To say, I don't understand, but I don't have to. But I do trust that you know what's best for me. So though I may not see, I just say, thank you, Lord. I won't complain. That's true of whether you're walking in this kind of a shadow or valley. Or Brother Chris. Where, whether it's what you're going through with your tremendous and lovely family. And Sister Laura. You go speak Monday night and speak with victory in your mouth. You speak with your head up. And a smile on your face. Because God has not forsaken us yet. Hallelujah. And He's not going to. Praise God. And if we need to PS what I'm saying, put your name in the blank and say, I know a God that's able. I'm serving a God that's willing. And I'm with people that are ready. And when you've got ability and readiness, And willingness, you've got everything it takes to make it happen. Hallelujah. Who's willing to help me make this message happy this morning? If you are, rise to your feet right now. Whoo, man. I feel a tongue-talking happiness in this pulpit this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The passage for reading is found in Titus, the third chapter, beginning with verse 4. It says, But after that the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward men appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, But according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, Uh, that being justified by His grace. We should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Praise God. Before you're seated, turn to somebody and tell them, as you're sitting down, I claim what Bishop read. I claim that. I receive it. You may be seated. The first three words of the reading says... And after I present this to you for text for today's preaching, I wish to back up to verse 1 of chapter 3 and read down. But the first three words say, But after that, but after that. We've heard a lot of preaching currently. But after God. But God. But after this God. And I'm for all that. I'm for the but God preaching. I believe it. I believe God's in charge. I believe He is with us. How does it say it, Brother Casey? To the end of the age. He is with us even when storms and winds and chaotic circumstances rage in our lives. Stop! How many people here, it's your own storm, it's your own circumstance, but how many people here are towed up to a, a head examination and a, a, a medical circumstance and a domestic situation, a behavioral in ordinance, uh, 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 a fire, a flood, a famine. Uh-huh. Every one of us have our circumstances that we face. How many of you would just lift your hand and say, I know what it feels like to be going through it. Sure it Amen. All the ones that didn't raise their hands, it's because they've had so much stuffing beat out of them, they ain't got enough strength left. To raise their hand. Because we're one going through it. It may be your foot. It may be her head. But head to toe. We everyone are facing our own particular circumstances. So today I feel like I should preach on after that experiences. After that moments. And I'm here to tell somebody that it doesn't matter what you're going through right now, you're going to have an after that moment. You're going to have an after this reality. You're going to have a situation that follows your situation. And before it's all said and done, you're going to say, even though I couldn't see it, even though I wouldn't have believed it, even though there's no way I would have recognized it, God is in this. Hallelujah. You don't have a burning bush experience until you get run out of your comfort zone. You don't have a waters rolling back and walking through on dry ground experience until you go through the pain of escape in the middle of the night. You don't have an angel locking the jaws of lions until you have the betrayal of friends and the denial of those around you that cast you into your proverbial den of lions. But whatever it is you're facing, there are after that moments that will make you forget all about what you're going through and say, Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood that washes white as snow. It's a mistake to give up when you're in the fire. Because if you give up when you're in the fire, you'll never get introduced to the fourth man. If you just keep on saying, there's an after this, there's an after that moment coming. And I don't understand it altogether, but it's not until after that that grace takes over. It's not until after that that mercy wherewith the Savior saves us takes over. It's not until after that that we come into the fullness and the power and the glory of what God intends for my life. I'm glad I didn't give up. On the ashes of my fire I'm glad I did not give up On the foundation of my ruin I'm glad I did not pitch in the towel When those around me said It's not worth getting up And trying again I'm glad I didn't fold my tent When the doctors walked out of the room And said you don't have any hope Because after all of that There's a phoenix rising think some of you aren't here yet. Come on to church. After all that, there's a phoenix bird, a mythical bird. And after this experience, rising, that it's going to be better than you ever thought it could be. It's going to rise up more powerful than you ever thought it would be. It's going to be a recovery of recoveries. But you have to understand that what you're waiting on is your after this moment. Amen. Somebody help me praise the Lord. For that. Yes. Now understand. Get a grasp on this. Wrap your mind around what I'm saying. I'm going to fight doubt for a little bit right here, and there's nothing wrong with that. To disbelieve, to doubt, to dispute, to be disrupted is human. And whether we like it or we don't like it, we're still human. Things happen to us we don't understand. And we're filled with doubt. We're filled with fear. Circumstances arise that we've never faced before. And we tend to think, whether we say it or not, we tend to think God couldn't be in this. This can't be God. This has to be the devil. But I've got news for you. In my own personal life, there have been things that mom and daddy, the preacher, the church, and all of my friends thought had to be the devil. And to me it felt like all out attack of hell that you only roll the butt after that into place and you see new hope. New chances, new joy, new experiences, new callings, new anointing, new power. i got news for you. God did not plan what's happening to you right now to tear you up, to tear you down, or to destroy you. What you're going through right now is because God trusted you and He wants you to trust in Him. God believed you can take it. You can make it. Your faith can take it. God wanted you to live out the fact that the finish line is not yet crossed, but you're still running for the mark of the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Just as in the days of Job, the sons of God and Lucifer came together for a conversation. They could be in confab today fisting about you and the Lord could be saying have you considered my servant? Put your own name in that blank. They're an upright and a just person. They trust me. They believe me. I'm going to tell you God's got more faith in you than you've got in you. God believes in the power of Calvary beyond you understanding the power of the cross. He knows that one precious drop of His blood is enough to overcome sin, disease, sickness, defeat. It's enough to overcome everything that's happened in your life. It covers everything past. Some folk will never enjoy the blessings of a powerful future because they're living in the failures of their own miserable past. I've come today to tell you, bury the past. Put the past in the grave. Put the past behind you. Don't allow your past to take so much control over you that you'll never have an after this experience, after this moment. Instead say, I am a product of my past. I am a survivor of my past. But my past does not define me. I'm forgetting the things which are behind. And I press forward toward the mark for the prize. The prize is not in your past. The high mark is not in your past. Your achievement and your self-esteem is not hooked to your past. But the high calling which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord, is an after that thing. It's an after that moment. It's after you've fallen down, but you got back up. It's after you were a failure, but you said, I'm going to try again. It's after you felt like quitting, but you said, not now. Not here. Not on my watch. I'm going to try again. Come on, somebody. Rise up in the arms of faith. Rise up in the hands of hope. And say, because of Christ in me, I have the hope of glory. Because of what He did, I can win. I can overcome. You are not a loser. You're not even a doubter. You just got new faith that's wanting to break forth in you like the budding of a rose. Come on, somebody let it go this morning. Believe God for an after this moment in your life. Praise. Back up with me, if you please, to verse 1 of this chapter, and notice the reading. Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates. To be ready to ever good work. That's how this chapter starts. To speak evil of no man. To be no brawler, but gentle. Showing all meekness unto all men. Stop. Think. Put your mind to work right now. Who's he writing to? Who's he saying this for? Who's he addressing the book of Titus to? Oh yes, I know it's Paul writing to his son in the gospel, Titus. Commercial break. The church of Ephesus was thought to have been as few as 80,000 people and as many as potentially 120,000 people. That's a pretty good spread between the days when everybody got there and the ones they did. You think we got a problem when a few folks missed? What if you look out over Promotion Sunday and instead of 80,000 people or instead of 120,000 people, you got 80,000 people? Don't tell me That a 100,000 people never had anyone sick. Never had any problem with health. Never had any difficulty with family or friends. There was never any domestic disarray. There was never any abuse spoken among them. There was never any financial failure. There was never any reversal of what they hoped would be a good result. There was never a divorce. There was never a misunderstanding between parishioners. Hey, get away from me with all of that. If I was 21 and preaching my first revival or pastoring my first church, I might believe that googly got. But I got news for you. I'm not 21, and I've felt this old bull buck a lot of times. I've been thrown in the mud and the blood and the manure over and over. But I'll tell you one thing, cowboy. You're not ever bested. If you get back up and shine your buckle up and put your boots back on straight and say, give me another chance at eight seconds to ride that bull again. i got news for you. I've been beat. I've been bested. I've been battered. I've been broken. I've been bruised and many other things that I can't think of. But I'm not ready to quit trying. I'm not ready to quit riding. I'm not ready to hang up my hat and take off my spurs and throw away my boots. I believe the very next time I climb on the back of that fucking Brahma, I'm going to ride it till the buzzer goes off. I'm going to hear the bell ring. Because there is an after that experience in every one of our lives if we don't give up. Get your mind around this. He's writing to believers. He's not trying to convert sinners in this passage. He's not trying to change the mind of the unbeliever. He's writing to the church. He's saying, you have to put in mind and commit to memory. You have to get it settled in your heart and in your thinking that there is protocol. There is a right and a wrong way to deal with authority in your life. I don't have time to preach all that. Boy, I wish I did. Because if I did, it would start with me. I'd have to tell you that as a young man growing up, I didn't like people telling me what to do. You too? Maybe it's just a preacher kid thing. I don't think so either. I believe it's a human thing. I just really, I, I just really didn't like for anybody to try to exert authority over my right to decide. Let me tell you something as a believer. I'm going to go a little farther than I have authority to go. This morning, and that's going to make Brother Sharon very unhappy. And I don't blame him. If we change roads, it would make me very unhappy. But I'm going to push the envelope just a little bit and tell you, you don't ever, ever, ever want to give up your right as a human, your right as a believer, and your right as a God-called person of God. You don't ever want to give up your right to choose, to make a choice. If you go to hell, it'll be over your choices. If you go to heaven, it'll be because of your choices. If you stay in this church... It'll be because of your choices. If you backslide, it'll be because of your choices. If you do well, it'll be because you took bad circumstances and made the best out of it. Everybody gets lemons in life. Everybody has things happen to them that's not good in life. But I'll tell you, some folk are too emaciated and weak and wimpy to say, I'm going to make lemonade out of my lemons. And others do not say, those wimpy ones, Pastor, they say, why me? Why me? Why me? But those others say, why not me? Why couldn't it happen in my home? Why couldn't it happen to my family? Why couldn't it happen to my health? Why couldn't it happen to my marriage? But this does not define me. This is not where I stop. This is not where I sit down and quit. Oh, no, there may be people disputing and doubting and not delighted with where I am. But the next generation will look back and say, Through it all, he learned to trust in Jesus. He learned to trust in God. My God, I'm calling on somebody today. Don't quit now. There's going to be an after this experience. An after this hope. An after this chance. But it all depends on the choices we make in terms of who's actually in charge. I know who's in charge in my life. Uh-huh. Miss Sharon. Uh-huh. Dad always said, "Watch the man that denies being henpecked? He'll lie to you about something that matters too. Forgive me, dear sweet sister Sharon. You look mighty pretty this morning. Amen. That hat cocked over on the side of your head makes you look about eighteen instead of thirty-eight. Could I have a date with you after this service? Could I take? Hey, you're not supposed to nod your head yes and accept that quick. It'll make me think you're easy to get. Next, I'll be wanting to take you home with me. (laughs) Praise God. We're blessed to have that girl in this church. I'm blessed to have her in my life. But I want to tell you folks something. What I'm preaching involves her. Just like it involves your life. There are times when the public would not have thought one thing about just throwing your hands up. There's nothing left to live for. But I got news for you. There's always something left to live for. There's always someone left that's worth you getting up and dusting yourself off and going forward. Don't be a quitter. Be a hitter. Launch out. Strike back. Don't let fate control you. Control your own destiny. Put it in the hands of the Lord when you feel that your life can stand no more. Remember, Jesus walked this way before. So just put it in the hands of the Lord. Somebody in here today needs to do that. Worse than you ever have before in your life. Oh, I know you've been baptized. I know you once repented. I know you've spoken in tongues when you received the Holy Ghost. But don't try to live from conversion all the way to rapture. There are days just like today when you need a brand new after that experience. You need a brand new after that moment that says... I'm putting all of that in my past. I'm not living the past. And I'm not even satisfied with only the present. I'm reaching forward to those things that are before. Somebody needs to stand in their present moment and say, I've got a future. My God, I wish somebody would jump up on their feet while I'm preaching and stretch their hands out to heaven and say, it's not over for me yet. I've got a future. I've got a hope. I've got a destiny moment in my life that I've not yet met and I've not yet faced. But I'm not quitting here. I'm forgetting those things and I'm pressing for the future. I've got a destiny moment. I've got an appointment with my own success. I've got a reality that is awake in my heart today. Amen. Before you sit down, those of you that are standing, turn and point at somebody else that's standing and say, I believe in your destiny. I believe in your future. I believe in your after this moment. I believe in you. You may be seated. Man, y'all are crowding me toward dinner right now. Man, i got a lot of preaching still today. How we treat the powers and the authority in our life will determine what choices we make about our future. I've already said don't ever give up your right to decide. Now let me tell you something equally as important. Don't ever try to decide alone Uh without good counsel. That's where authorities come in. Uh That's where honoring magistrates happen. I'm sorry, Pastor Sharon. No, I'm really not. I'm just being courteous. I'm sorry. But I'm not going to call your phone every Monday morning or every Wednesday afternoon or every Friday night yeah. to make sure that everything that I've done matches up with what you'd want me to do. Good. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm listening to preaching. Yeah. Of all. Good. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. If you can't get over that, you'll never get into that. Uh-huh. you got to listen to preaching. You've got to be willing to be taught. Hey, I'll tell you what a lot of folks' problem is. They don't have teachable spirits. I'm not flinching. I'm not looking away. This is one time I'm going to stare you down if it takes it until you get a teachable spirit, until you're willing to say, I don't know it all. I'm not where it all starts and stops. I don't have nearly as much ability as last week I thought I had. Because I've stubbed my toe and I've bruised my foot and I've skinned my shin and I've bumped my head and I've bloodied my nose and I'm tore up like a can of crap. Yeah. But I'm not ready to quit. I may be bruised. I may be battered. There may be blood. That's my blood. All over the towel, but I'm not ready to throw it in. Don't nobody else throw the towel in. I'm going back out there and fight at least one more round. I may have smelled the canvas. I may have heard the eight count or even the nine, but I'm not ready to be counted out. I'm going to get up. I'm not going to quit. I just don't feel like giving up today. The devil may have knocked me down, but I don't have to stay, because I just don't feel. Don't stay down. Don't stay down. You may have got knocked down, but don't stay down. Get up. Don't quit. Fight on. Fight again. We have to learn, when we don't hear it like we like it, don't go home and bellyache. Don't get in your tent, flaps, and murmur like Israel did. He said the proper way, the proper protocol to treat authorities is don't speak evil of them. If they're wrong, trust their Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will lead them. The Holy Ghost will draw it back. i got news for you. This congregation as a body of believers is very special. And I love you very much. And I think you're a great one. You had to be great to put up with me as long as you have. But i got news for you. We're not unto perfection yet. I told you I'd deal with doubt here. Wake up. Smell the coffee. You're not perfect yet. You've still got room for improvement. We've still got room for growth. We still need to learn more about how to treat outsiders. We still need to learn more about how to love the lost. We still need to learn more about how to be open to people that don't agree with everything we think. We still need to learn more about controlling our own attitudes and our own spirits. But it starts with, don't bellyache, don't complain, don't murmur, don't criticize. Learn to speak evil of no man. If you can't say something good, bite on your tongue and keep quiet. Do you ever see anybody, ever meet anybody, ever know anybody that they're just a brawler? They go around looking for somebody to have a confrontation with. They get up every morning wanting to fight with something or somebody. There was an old saying when I was a kid growing up. They said, he'd fight a circle saw, And then we as youngsters, we started saying, he'd scrap a saw. Because we couldn't remember that the grown-ups said yeah. they'd fight a circle yeah. So it, it become among us. He'd fight a buzz song. Yeah, and, and man, I've known people in my life. Now I want to ask you something. I'm sincere with this. No. When you're young, when you're impressionable, when you're very formative in your personality and you're moldable, Why is it that those scrappers, those brawlers, can influence a young mind more than somebody that's steady and steadfast and unmovable and powerful in their faith and prayer and commitment? They look so bland. They look so blasé. They look so vanilla No, I want this one that's out here. He's either a a stunt cyclist or a brain surgeon. One day he's ready to win the whole world and up preaching and telling everybody how it's done, and the next day, God help us. You don't even know where they are. And yet, impressionable minds are influenced. I'll tell you what we need in this congregation. Some people that say, I'm just going to live for God, and it ain't going to do you no good to fight with me about it, because I'm still going to be living for God when the bell rings. I'm still going to be standing when this is all over. Look at yourself. My God, some of you, get your mirror out. Look at your life. Look at what you've come through. Look at everything you faced. You wouldn't be here right now if you had to made up your mind someplace, somewhere. I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. I'm not turning back. I'm hanging in here because I have an after this moment coming in my life. The best hasn't happened to me yet, That's right. and I'm not quitting before I get my chance get it. at what God has planned. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh my, you don't want this. You want me to quit. You want me to go? let you go to dinner. You don't want where I'm headed. You don't want where I'm headed. How many of you are brave enough to just hang in? Just, you can you make it? Let's see. Do it. For we ourselves also—that's verse three. That's what it says. Is that what it says? Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. For we are He's writing to church people. Uh-huh. That's us. These aren't sinners. Right. It's us. We ourselves also have been a bunch of old fools at one time or another. We don't like the preacher standing up and telling us about it. In fact, if we could vote him out, if he talks much about that, we'd vote him out. Take hope, dear souls. You don't vote him in or vote him out. You just get in or get out or get run over. And I don't like tar treads on my forehead. I'm in this thing to hear the Lord say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Are you into, hey, can I get a witness in here? Did anybody start out to make it to the end of the race? Did you get in it to hear, well done! Good and faithful servant. Everybody's got one, baby. I'm yet to go to a church. I'm yet to preach anywhere around the world that there ain't somebody that's just about three bricks shy of a full load uh-huh. that's looking to get all the attention they can get, gather up all the following they can drum up, get all the sympathy they can, and if they ain't no other time to get it, they'll jump up and screech out while the preaching's going on. Exactly. I tried to preach here just the other day at a place and honest to God, They should have give old crazy a microphone on the front row. She preached loud or not. And all of them was just used to her. So you know what I said? By Jiminy, if they're all used to her, I'm not letting her distract me. So I just turned my back to her and kept on preaching. I'll tell you what we need to learn in life. There's some things you ain't ever gonna fix them. They're not fixable. You can't fix stupid. Forgive me if that offends you, but you can't fix stupid. So what you need to do is just turn your back and keep on trucking. Turn your back and keep on living. Yeah. They used to testify and say, I'm just going to keep on keeping on. Somebody needs to declare to the devil, to hell, to the angels, to heaven, to God, to your fellow man, I'm going to keep on keeping on. I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting here. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Bar ain't burned up. it did not get your home you got your home with you you just need a new place to put it it got your house but you're going to get a new place to put your home I got news for you your human weaknesses your hurts your habits your hang ups your addictions they did not take the best part of your life They just took the moments that you allowed them to take out of poor choices. But I've come to tell you, there's a better moment waiting. There's a better day up ahead. There's a better hope after this. You just got to say, I'm going to have my after this moment, my after this experience, and nobody's going to steal that from me. disobedient. Uh Am I mistaken? Am I just thinking an old fool's thoughts? If I am, I'm old enough. But isn't there a verse somewhere? Help me out now. Scholars, men of the word, isn't there a verse somewhere that says Something about stubbornness being the sin of rebellion and disobedience is the sin of... I think y'all know that one, don't you? Look at yourself squarely today. You can't quit. You can't give in. Or, plain and simple, you're just an old witch. Plain and simple, you've fallen victim to witchcraft. You've been seduced. You've been led astray by the murkiness and the muddiness of your own humanity. Because disobedience is what once you had to overcome. Uh Some, it's even beyond that. They're plain and simply deceived. Uh Don't look at me in the wrong tone of voice because I know what it's like to be old, I know what it's like to be vulnerable. And I know what it feels like to get deceived. To be honest in your own heart, in your own mind, and in your own expectations. But bust your watermelon all over five counties and have seeds so scattered that some people will never, ever, ever give you a chance at another crop. But guess what? They're not your God. You know what you better do if you got deceived? You better stop going down that road of deception. And you better stop thinking the most important thing for you to do is save face and pretend that it's everybody else and not you. And what you better do is fall into the hands of your brethren that love you. That'll protect you. That'll keep you. Hey, that's not fun. And that's not easy. But it's the safest way to save your soul. It's the safest way to make it through. Some of us may be in situations that involve such severe deception in here this morning that you won't make it. You can't make it on your own i got news for you. A three-fold cord is not easily broken. So if you'll fall on God and fall in the hands of the church, even though you've been deceived, you can make it through. You can get through this and you'll have an after this opportunity. You may not like it and it may not even be good, but I'm preaching truth to you this morning. Deceived disobedient, foolish, deceived. Some things... Some things... I'm glad the young people are in here to hear this this morning because if any of you adults don't understand what I'm talking about, get them to explain it to you after church. Some things are surely and merely the product of your own lust. The devil didn't do that to you. God didn't let that happen to you. right. Stop blaming God and the devil. And don't even blame the other person involved. It would have never happened if she hadn't took my husband. It would have never happened if he hadn't taken my wife. It would have never happened if so-and-so hadn't had come on to me such and such. No, what you better do? is you better stand up and say, if I don't keep my flesh at Calvary, if I don't keep my lust under the blood of the cross, anything that happens to anybody else can happen to me, but I've got too much at stake to go down that road. I've lived too long. I've come too far to give in to that. I might get deceived, but I'm not going to live in deception. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to allow the lust of the eye the lust of the flesh, or the pride of life. And ladies and gentlemen, that's actually all there is. That's all Satan has to throw against you. I'm not going to allow the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, nor the pride of life to do me in. I'm going to still be hitting. I'm still going to be fighting. I'm still going to be back for one more round tonight. You just gotta make it a life or death thing. That's right. Make up your mind. mind. Hallelujah. I think there's an echo in here. Mm -hmm. You gotta make up your mind. you do. You gotta make up your mind. Help us, Lord. Serving divers, lust. Hey, you ain't gonna like this. I don't expect you to. But even the United Pentecostal Church International, I'm not talking about headquarters. I'm not talking about our leadership. I'm talking about our profile and our ranking file. Even we have reached a place that we love to love what we love. Uh-huh. Our pleasurable moments, uh-huh. the things we allow, we love them. I don't know about you. Pastor, I'm sorry. I'm not meaning to be rebellious. But I'm not going back right. to that 1950 of everything everybody else does is wrong and whatever I choose to do is alright I'm not going back to that I'm not living that I'm not going to live with feeling like I have to be where all the judgment starts and stops my God grow up in Christ and learn to do some things on your own because it pleases God because it's the right thing not because you're afraid you'll get in trouble with the church if you don't do it, not because you think the pastor won't love you if you don't do this or that. Why don't you do some things because you say, I'm not living in pleasure. I'm willing to make the hard choices it takes so that when it's all over and the trumpet sounds, I'll go up with a shout because I held out. Come on, does anybody believe in a rapture? Does anybody believe Jesus is coming back? Then we ought to live to be ready. To meet Him. It's a singing moment. Oh, I want to be ready to meet Him in the sky. I want to be ready to meet Him by and by. I want to be more like Him and do His blessed command because I want to be ready to meet Him in glory land. Wow! That's why we live what we live. We want to be ready. ready. Hallelujah. Living in malice and envy. Hey, this was us. us. This is what we're like. Stop. Time out. Just in case I haven't been hard enough. Severe enough. Direct enough harsh enough, rude enough. Stop. I want to talk directly to you. You won't be a bad example. No, you won't be a bad example. If you reject what I'm preaching to you today, you will not be a bad example. You will become a perfect example to the next generation of what don't work. I didn't set this level. I didn't set this I'm just bringing it to you I'm just showing you Uh You can lock yourself down Because of what life's dealt you What you're going through right now You can lock yourself down And spend the rest of your life Malicious At God At your fellow man At religion At church And you can say Man I didn't deserve what happened to me. None of us get what we deserve. Good or bad, we don't get what we deserve. They didn't deserve their house to burn. You don't deserve at under 35 years old to fight for your life against disease. Others of you don't deserve what you're going through. People live to 80 or 90 years old and never have to have their head examined to see if something out of sorts is in there, Sister Alta. But it's not about deservedness. It's not about, it's not worthy that I should go through this. I'm here to tell you, you don't let what life deals you lock you down to an envious, devious, malicious disposition that makes you hateful. Nobody will want to be around you if you're hateful. Nobody will want to deal with you if you're malicious and you're envious. But oh, I'll tell you what we love. We love somebody that even when they're going through the storm, they lift their hands and say, I know the master. I know the seawalker. I know the storm chaser. I know the one that's able to make my impossibility possible. hateful? Come on. Throw your hand up and shout it real loud. I do. I do. How many of you love to be around somebody hateful? Go on. Throw your hand up. Be obedient. Scream it real loud. I love to be around folk that's hateful. I love to be around people that's always criticizing me. I like to go to church with folk that thinks everybody's wrong but them. I love to be a part of something that, that's not willing to look themselves squarely in the eye and say, we've still got room to overcome. There's are still after this moment for us in this church. The best is not yet. It's still to come in your life, in your hope, in your church. And it emphasizes in the dualistic fashion, not only are they hateful, but they've committed their lives, their future. They've committed their highest calling to hating one another. I'm going to hate you today, but tomorrow, by Jiminy, I'm going to find somebody else to hate. I'm not going to get over it just because I can wreck you. Just because I can run you. Just because I can make you so miserable that you jump off a bridge. I'm not giving up there. I'm going to find somebody else to put on the bridge tomorrow or next week. I'm going to find somebody else that doesn't live up to everything I think. And is not exactly like I want it to be. And I'm going to wreck them. i got news for you, bucko. I can swim. off the bridge you may climb up there and throw me off yeah. you may be so hateful that you grab around my waist and jump off too in the hopes of making me drown but I got news for you I can swim, I can swim. Yeah. and I'm going to go beyond that do you know how I learned to swim I was a little boy 12 years old and afraid of the water yeah. afraid of the diving board. and boys bigger and older than me grabbed me by the hands and the feet and drove me in the lake and walked to the other end of the dock and said, swim out or drink it all. And guess what? I didn't have to get but a mouth or two of that old green murky lake water. And I said, I'm destined for better than this. I'm supposed to rise higher than this. This is not my story. I'm coming out. And I want to tell you, I've been reaching forward ever since, grabbing a handful and pulling back on it. I've been reaching forward ever since, kicking my feet and trying to go on. Sometimes it's the blood, sometimes it's the mud. And Johnny Cash said, sometimes it's the beer, but you've got to walk the line. Hey, we've got to come to grips with this. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to make it, you're going to get hit. If you're going to make it, you're going to get deceived. If you're going to make it, you're going to get knocked down. But there's an after this coming. we got to get up and we got to go on. Stand with, Stand with me. Stand with me. Stand with me. Thank you for your extra 15 minutes. Pastor bear witness with me if you will that it wasn't till after the foolishness after the disobedience after the deception after the lust and the pleasure after the envy and the hatred and the malice and the hating one another it wasn't till after that listen now don't check out on me yet listen It wasn't until after that that kindness came. It wasn't until after that that the love of God, our Savior, was revealed. Mercy didn't find us until after that. Grace didn't grab us in its grip until after that. Honey, You're getting ready to make a very foolish mistake if you quit here, if you give up now. Because the grasp, the grip of grace is just getting ready to gather you up in its hands. Mercy's just getting ready to ring your doorbell. Kindness is knocking on your door right now. Why don't you rise up and meet kindness and say, come on in. Come on in. I need you. I want you. I've been waiting on you. Welcome in mercy Welcome in kindness Welcome in goodness Grace is waiting on you Right now You're ready to live in your after that moment I'm going